So my story begins with me sitting on a leather chair overlooking the New York skyline, waiting for someone to come out and greet me to take me into their office and interview me for a potential job in interior design. They were cordial, they were very polite, but I kind of got the feeling it was, thanks, we'll call you if we're interested. Um, so with that, I left um, and had lunch with a person I used to work with in interior design, and it went fine. They tried to boost my morale and told me everything's going to be fine. But quite honestly, I was panicking. I had been unemployed for three months now, and the walls were closing in. Um, <laughs> you know, and I'm thinking about my life and being single, um, having no job, and just being in my 50s, you know, it's just, what's next? So anyways, I left the lunch kind of encouraged. We had a few laughs. Um, no drinks, though. I was tempted, but I had another interview at 3.30, um, and it kind of went like the first one. You know, they looked at my portfolio and said, thank you, that looks fine, you do good work. You know, all those accolades, but really kind of like unimpressed. And, which I don't expect them to be wowed, but I mean, I have done some really nice projects. And you would think I would get some serious consideration. But again, I tend to think they look at me and go, you know, this person's getting old, they're going to be going to the doctor a lot, they're going to be taking time off, you know, they're coming to their end of their career, that kind of thing, and um, they're going to retire soon. We want to get someone young, we want to get some fresh ideas. This person has old ideas, <laughs> which I would beg to differ, but nonetheless, I think that's the mentality. So I was feeling defeated, to say the least. And so I go into my apartment, I close the door, and I lean up against it, exhausted, and just mentally drained, and I lost it. I started crying, just breaking down, feeling sorry for myself, which I know no one has any sympathy for, but sometimes a good cry helps. And so I just sank to the floor and just sat there, wallowing in my sorrow and my pity. Um, and after a while, you know, there comes a point where you go, okay, well, you can't sit here forever. You got to get up and make something happen. Um, so I got up, got into my comfy clothes for the evening, and my phone rang. Um, and it was an unknown number, and I almost didn't take it because I usually don't, but I did. For some reason, I thought either I'm going to handle this phone call and tell them never to call again.
or I'll block it, whatever, at least I'll know, you know, who it is. But um, I took the phone call. The voice on the other end sounded somewhat familiar. And it turns out it was my father, who I hadn't heard from in over 25 years. The reason for this is because 25 years ago, I told him that I wanted to transition to female. Um, to his response, he said, well, my son is dead to me. Okay. And that was that. So, over the course of this conversation, he explained to me that um, he was entering into his last days. Nothing serious, but he wasn't feeling well. Um, he's been to the doctor many times. They can't find anything wrong with him, but he's just having, you know, end-of-life thoughts. And so he reached out to me and wanted to have a conversation, which I welcome, but needless to say, <laughs> there was there was some pain there, to say the least. Um, so I understood why he was calling, and I respected that. And he suggested that I come to Texas and visit him. Now, my first thought was, now's not a good time. Because I'm interviewing, I need to be, the, the priority needs to be me finding a job. But on the other hand, it's like, well, there's nothing going on. The interviews aren't going well. Maybe you need to step back, you know, go out and get some countryfied air, <laughs> get a, take a fresh breath, you know, get away from it all. Um, so that thought occurred to me. But at any rate, um, I said I would think about it. And he continued to say that he was sorry and he really wanted to get to know me, um, which I explained there was nothing to get to know. He knew, he already knew me. I just looked different, that's all. I'm the same person, the same sense of humor, the same quirks, same mannerisms. Um, I'm just prettier. <laughs> But anyways, um, he explained that's fair. Take your time, think about it. Um, but please get back to me and, and know that I love you. And those words hit me hard. I, I couldn't say them back right at that time either. It's like, I, I, it just caught me off guard. So um, we hung up. And I sat in this dimly lit room. I told Alexa, turn on some smooth jazz, please. The playlist Smooth Jazz Holiday on Amazon Music. Huh, holiday music. Well, that's different. So I sat there thinking about this conversation 
and how this day unfolded. It started out with several interviews that were um, not very good. I mean, like I said, they went well, but nothing promising. And I just feel like my life is over here in New York City. So, I don't know. Maybe I should check this out. Maybe I should go to Texas and see what's up. I've always had a hankering for Dallas. <laughs> Anyhow, I appreciated his phone call and see that there is a glimmer of hope and the possibility of healing an old wound and perhaps maybe finding closure and um, mending a shattered part of my past. <laughs>